Hey guys, uh, just a quick note before we start. If you want to skip the intro and go straight to the proverbs, you want about six minutes, six minutes into this episode and the proverbs start. But you know, stick around for the intro. It's kind of fun. It works. So yeah, what does that mean? It means if something is working, you don't need to fix it, even if it isn't working perfectly. Um, yeah, it's almost a philosophy of life, isn't it? I mean, this this really reflects my personality and my character. I, 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 I fix things only when they really, really need to be fixed. Otherwise, it's just fine. It's, it's working, just leave it. Probably not the best way of uh, approaching life, but you know, there we go. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or, as you may have uh, recognized the pattern by now, if it ain't broke, dot, 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 invisible English, or, well, you know what they say. You know what they say. Hello, 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 and welcome back. Welcome back to the Clark and Miller English podcast. And if this is your first time here, then, you know, welcome. Good to have you here. Hello. Lovely to see your face as I'm imagining it. Uh, yeah, so uh, today um, I'm actually... Uh, recording from my rainy, rainy uh, apartment, which is on the top floor of my my building, and uh, I don't know if you can hear, but there's um, rain coming down on on these sort of attic windows that are right next to me. And you know that feeling; it's it's really nice, isn't it? You know, when you're sitting, it's Sunday, it's a day of sort of relaxing, and and it's raining outside, but you don't have to go anywhere, and you're just cozy and snug at home listening to the rain pattering on the windows i hope you can hear it i hope you can hear it i think it'll be a nice addition to the podcast today but if you can't hear it i'm probably just going to put some rain sounds in the background anyway because well you know everyone everyone likes rain sounds don't they i mean who doesn't like the sound of rain pattering away on a window so yeah you can either hear real rain or or rain added in in post-production either way enjoy the rain it's a lovely sound anyway yes so today uh, we're going to uh look at some proverbs in english proverbs are fun interesting they they're, they're very i like them because they they really sort of show how how communication in works between people we we use metaphor a lot proverbs are sort of idiomatic language or they're sort of idioms and we use metaphors and idioms to express complicated and universal ideas to each other and yeah proverbs are a really good example of that so we're going to take a look at a bunch of proverbs today before we do that i just want to cover a, a few quick things um the uh, this is the first podcast in a while i've been a little slow on the podcast i know i know and i'm sorry about that but um it, the reason is uh, is because i've been focusing a little bit i've been turning my focus a little bit to um to the youtube channel the clark and miller english youtube channel and you know it's been going really well we've got a, a whole bunch of new videos up there like pretty good looking i do all of them myself they're not they're not great i'm not a complete professional but they're looking they're starting to look pretty good um and the channel is growing we're doing quite well we've just broken 500 subscribers and i'm very excited and happy about that 500 subscribers is is a nice number for a youtube channel if you're if you're not doing it on a professional level um, so yeah, it's good. And if you've already subscribed to the Clark and Miller YouTube channel, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. 
And if you haven't, well, what are you waiting for? You know what to do. Go go to YouTube now and click subscribe. And maybe even watch a video or two. Um, yeah, so that's great. Lots of lots of great free English lessons, basically. Um, uh, the most popular one at the moment is uh, in, on, and at for place. We've got a, a great video about that. There you go. So they, I'm, I'm, I'm promoting the YouTube channel now. Now I've just stopped promoting the YouTube channel. But check it out. Uh, lots of useful stuff. Um, yeah. Um, also, we're um, at Clark Miller HQ. We're very busy. We're working on a phrasal verbs course, a big fat phrasal verbs course with hundreds of phrasal verbs, examples, exercises. That's what, it's a course, you know, course, videos and, and exercises. You know, you know how courses work. Um, and we've just we've just finishing off. We're just finishing off a free version at the moment. And you it's not up yet, but soon on Udemy. Uh, Udemy.com, you will be able to find our free Clark and Miller English Phrasal Verbs course. I don't think that's the name. We're going to give it a name later. Um, it will be up there. So I'm I'm gonna I'm going to let you know. But just just so you're warned, I'm warning you that there's a, a lot of free phrasal verbs coming your way, um, probably in the next couple of months. I hope if things go to plan. And yes, one more piece of fun news. Um, this this week, I'm going to be interviewed by Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Um, I don't know if you know Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Uh, he is one of the original English language, you know, English English teacher podcasts, I suppose. You know, something like this one. Uh, Luke's been, I think, 2013, maybe even earlier. He was one. He was like the first like ESL podcast guy. Um, and yeah, he's great. He's still going. He's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, podcast episodes. And it's uh, a bit like this one. You know, every every week there's kind of something different. There's no there's no theme. It's just lots of stuff that's, that, that we think is useful or he thinks is useful. Uh, so um, yeah, we, I had a chat with him for, our, for the Clark and Miller English podcast in um, August last year and that went really well we talked about comedy and how to be funny in english and whether to be funny in english uh, if you haven't listened to that obviously go and check that one out uh, luke was a charming and engaging person to talk to about comedy um, and that was fun and this time we're going to just talk and i think we have like no plan at all it's just going to be me and luke talking in English about stuff that we're interested in. So probably going to cover a lot of English English learning stuff too. So again, uh, watch this space. I will tell you when that episode is out, probably simply by publishing it and then you'll know. Um, right, so yeah, that's it. YouTube channel, go and check it out. You know how to use YouTube, Clark and Miller, we're there. Um, look forward to the Phrasal Verbs course coming on udemy.com. And yeah, uh, sometime soon, I hope in the next few weeks, uh, an interview with Luke from Luke's English Podcast. Anyway, let's just get going. Let's talk about proverbs. Okay, here we go. English proverbs. English proverbs are powerful things. They can express a hundred words, so they're efficient. You can sound like an excellent English speaker when you use a proverb, so they can be quite impressive. And they're sometimes a little weird, so, you know, they're fun. But before we get started, let's talk about what a proverb is. What is a proverb? Well, basically, a proverb is like a kind of idiom. 
It's a metaphor. A proverb is a sentence that you can use to give advice. Uh, proverbs are usually old um, and they have a sort of quite a strong connection to like a culture. So you, you have like proverbs in different languages. Most languages have proverbs, but you also have different proverbs in different regions. So of course, the proverbs we look at today um, may be useful in some situations, but not in others. You have to choose when to use what you learn. Um, not everything is useful all the time. Um, but yeah, today we're going to look at 10 um, must-learn English proverbs. And yeah, here we go, one by one. Let's, let's just get started. Uh, yeah, English proverb number one. Two's company, three's a crowd. That's uh, two's company, two is company. The number two is company, three is a crowd. Two is two's company, three is a crowd. Uh, two's company, three is a crowd. You know that feeling. You know that feeling when you're hanging out with a friend, everything's going well, you're hanging out, you've got this good relationship, you're, you're talking well, you're, you're making good jokes, you're having a good time with your friend. And um, yeah, and you're just doing whatever it is that you like doing with your friend. Then you run into another friend by accident. You don't plan to meet them and th you start hanging out with this other friend. Of course, you know, you, you've just run into each other. Might as well start hanging out, right? And now you're a group of three. But it feels like you were having much more fun when it was just two of you. So you know that feeling, right? You know, doing well, two people, having a great time. You become three people and the dynamic just doesn't feel quite as good as it was before. That's it. It's a very common situation. We all, we've all been there, right? And that's when you can use this proverb, two's company, three's a crowd. So, you know, it means spending time with one other person is better than spending time with two other people. It's really, yeah, two's company, three's a crowd. It's self-explanatory. Um, so, yeah, one thing I want to look at uh, with all of these proverbs, um, I wanted to get to this first example first, just so um, we, can, we, can, we can have an example for it. But the cool thing about proverbs, there's two things you can do. Um, very often, you have proverbs that are quite long. Two's company, three's a crowd. We have two sentences here, right? Very often, when you say a proverb, you can just say the first half of the proverb and then that's enough because everybody knows the proverb the first half is enough to express yourself so instead of saying two's company three's a crowd you can just simply say ah oh, yeah two's company and there's like a dot 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 in the air but that dot 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 is okay the other person is filling in that dot 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 it's quite a nice way of of forming relationships with people. You know the proverb, they know the proverb. You just say the first half and the other half is said in your heads invisibly together. Um, so that's one thing about proverbs. You can just say the first half most of the time and it's enough. Uh, the other thing you could do, and that's it's like taking this invisible language to the next level. If, uh, if you're very sure that the other person knows the proverb, when you have a situation like that, when you're talking about uh, being in a group of three and it wasn't very comfortable and it was better when you were in a group of two, you can simply use the phrase, well, you know what they say, 
you know what they say. I don't know who they is. It's like the magicians or the wizards. I don't know. But you can use this phrase, uh, you know what they say. And by using this phrase, people will go, oh, yeah, two's company, three's a crowd or two's company, dot, 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 invisible English. And um, or maybe you won't even need to say it. You just need to say, you know what they say. And there's an understanding between you that the proverb is applicable in this situation. So that's it, yeah. Two's company, three's a crowd, or two's company, or simply, like in every proverb today, you know what they say. Here's an example. Ready to go? Sure, I'll just get my jacket. Hey, shall we see if Barry wants to come? Mm, no? Nothing wrong with Barry, but you, you know what they say. Two's company. English proverb number two. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Have you ever needed to work on a project in a team? Sometimes it works out really well, right? And sometimes it doesn't. Okay, and now think about the times when it didn't work well. Have you ever been in a team and it just didn't really work? Why? Why didn't it work? What happened? What was the problem? For some projects, you only need a few people to work on it. When there are too many people, it just doesn't work. The communication between everyone gets mixed up. There's no workflow. You have two people doing one thing and they do it differently. There's just too many people and it, it clogs up the project, the project. And yeah, that's when you can use this proverb. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Broth, by the way, is just soup. It's a kind of soup. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Um, and yeah, and it means if you have too many people working on a project, it'll suck. It won't be good. It won't work. Um, and yeah, like with every proverb today, you can just use the first half. So when you're describing a situation when a project didn't work out very well because there were too many people working on it, you can say either, uh, yeah, too many cooks, dot, 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 invisible English. Um, and then, you know, most people will understand what you mean. Or go a step further and say, yeah, you know what they say. And then everyone will be thinking of the phrase, too many cooks spoil the broth. Yeah, that's it. Too many cooks spoil the broth. Here's an example. But this building looks like an ice cream. I know, I know. But I didn't want it to look like an ice cream. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But, you know, all our people, everyone was working on it. Hmm. Maybe that's the problem. Too many cooks. English proverb number three. When in Rome us the Romans. Well, you don't have to use this one when you're in Rome, but you know, if you are in Rome and you need this proverb, then yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Good timing. Uh, when I was a kid, I went to very, uh, a very informal school. Uh, we called teachers by their first names, not Mr. Clark or Miss Sethward or Mrs. Stepston. Um, boys could have long hair and even like piercings, nose piercings, eyebrow piercings. We could wear whatever we wanted. Um, ripped jeans. I, I, I was really into wearing ripped jeans. It was amazing. I could wear ripped jeans at school. Not only that, but the teachers could also wear what they wanted too. And some of them really looked a bit bloody weird. I mean, there, there were a lot of ex-hippies, ex ex-60s hippies at this school. You can imagine what they were wearing. 
Uh, and yeah, one day we, we had a new teacher. Uh, for about a week or two, he came to class wearing a, a suit and a tie. He was a young teacher. I think he was fresh out of teacher school or whatever it is that these teachers go to. Um, and he was, he was just wearing quite formal clothes. He was a professional and I think he just didn't feel comfortable wearing casual clothes in class. But, 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 but after a week... Uh, I think he just started to feel uncomfortable because he was the only teacher in the whole school wearing a suit. Um, so, you know, after a few weeks or a week or two, he just started wearing jeans and a t-shirt um, pretty, pretty quickly and just blended in a bit better with the informal atmosphere of the school. This is because he was in a place where suits were unusual Maybe he liked wearing a suit, but he changed. He changed to fit into his environment. And yeah, that's when you can use the proverb. When in Rome, do us the Romans. So yeah, what, what, what does it mean? Well, it means sometimes you should change your behavior to do the same thing as people around you, even if it's not the sort of thing you normally would do. So, yeah, and as usual, you can just use the first half. The invisible English, the dot, dot, dot in the air. When in Rome, that's enough. Most people will understand. If, if they know Proverbs, they'll get it. Um, and, of course, you can just simply go for that classic phrase. Well, you know what they say. I just realized I'm teaching 10 Proverbs today and none of them are useful because you have this phrase, well, you know what they say. And that can replace every single proverb um, today but you know what? i'm still going to keep going because well, i know they're interesting and it's sunday and it's raining and you know it feels like the right thing to do right now but yeah when in rome do us the romans here is an example welcome to our village it is normal in our village to give your sister a grapefruit every thursday uh okay it is thursday today uh all right when in rome here you are sis enjoy this grapefruit uh, thanks. English proverb number four. When it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. You're waiting for a bus. Five minutes pass, then ten. Then after 15 minutes, you're really, really ready to get on that bus. And then what happens? Well, four buses come at the same time. You only needed one, but now you have four. That's when you can use this proverb. When it rains, it pours. Yep, the bus example is like a classic example of when it rains, it pours. Um, yeah, so what does it mean? It means uh, sometimes when something happens, you get more than you need at the same time, especially after not having it for some time. Uh, and yeah, as usual, first half is enough. When it rains, dot, 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 invisible English. Or you can simply replace... All of it with, you know what they say. Well, you know what they say. That's probably the most useful phrase you're going to learn today. <laughs> well, you know what they say. Pretty useful. And also you could use it for almost any situation. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. Just say that all the time. Any awkward silences in a conversation with someone. Well, you know what they say. And then maybe the other person will go, no, what do they say? And then you'll have to create something. But yeah, you're on your own there. All right. Um, so yeah, the first half is fine. When it rains, 
when it rains it pours, or simply, you know what they say. And here's an example. Hey Hannah, how's it going? Really bad. Oh, why? My boyfriend and I have split up. Oh no. And my goldfish died. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I lost my job. Oh wow. Well, when it rains. English proverb number five. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I love my bike. Really, my bicycle is one of my favorite things that I own. I actually bought it at a second-hand shop for very, very little money. It was very cheap. Now, it's not the best bike in the world. The seat is a bit too low, the gears are a bit difficult to move, and it's probably the noisiest bicycle in Eastern Europe. And that really, that really is saying something. I could, if I wanted to, I could take it to the bike shop and get the seat fixed and get the gears changed and put some oil on it. And, you know, I probably should, but I'm, I'm just not going to because, you know, it works. My bike works and I'm quite happy with it. Uh, and yeah, that's when I can use this proverb. It's a proverb I actually use quite a lot. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ain't. That's weird, isn't it? Ain't. Ain't is um, a sort of like informal way of saying isn't. If it isn't broke. If it ain't broke. Yeah, not even broke. If it isn't broken. Yeah, we've got two pieces of slang here, haven't we? Ain't meaning isn't and broke actually just meaning broken. So yeah, if it ain't broke. If it isn't broke. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It works. So yeah, what does that mean? It means if something is working, you don't need to fix it even if it isn't working perfectly. Um, yeah, it's almost a philosophy of life, isn't it? I mean, this, this really reflects my personality and my character. I, I, I fix things only when they really, really need to be fixed. Otherwise, it's just fine. It's, it's working, just leave it. Probably not the best way of uh, approaching life, but you know, there we go. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Or as you may have uh, recognized the pattern by now, if it ain't broke, dot, 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 invisible English, or, well, you know what they say. You know what they say. Here's an example. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the meeting. So I guess you're going to make a lot of changes as the new boss. No. Are you going to fire anyone? No. Oh, please don't change the fining system. We've been using it for years. Okay. And um, please, can we still wear casual clothes to work? Don't worry, I'm not going to fire anyone. The filing system will stay the same and the dress code won't change. Everything is working fine here. If it ain't broke. English proverb number six. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. When was the last time you felt particularly desperate. Perhaps you needed to go to a wedding, but you also had work that day. Or perhaps you needed to raise a lot of money in a short amount of time. Or maybe you needed to get from one side of a massive city like Istanbul to the other side in less than an hour, at rush hour, in the snow. And if you know anything about Istanbul, that city completely stops when it snows. Uh, sometimes we're all faced with situations that seem impossible. But if you really need to achieve the impossible, you can do it. 
you can. Remember, impossible actually says I'm possible. Impossible, I'm possible. <laughs> that's, that's when you can use this proverb. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, so yeah, uh, what does it mean? It means if you really want to do something, even if it seems impossible, you can do it if you try hard enough. And as usual, you just need the first part of the proverb and then you have the invisible English trick. It's, it works with all of them. I'm just gonna keep repeating it because repetition is a good way to learn. So yeah, where there's a will, there's a way or where there's a will, visible English or well you know what they say uh, here's an example it looks like I can't go to the wedding in Prague and go to Maria's birthday in London but the wedding's on Saturday afternoon and the party's in the evening check the flights between Prague and London hmm I guess it's possible uh, where there's a will English proverb number seven out of sight out of mind out of sight out of mind so i don't eat chocolate much i just don't i don't eat it it's delicious but i know that when i have some i just eat it all all of it quickly uh, but there is a neat trick i discovered that works very well when there's chocolate in the house it's very simple simple it's very simple, but I can completely, well, almost completely, trick my brain into believing that there is no chocolate in the house. What do I do? I hide it. If I can't see the chocolate whenever I open a cupboard or walk into a room, I actually forget that I have it. Yeah, and that's when you can use this idiom. Out of sight, out of mind. Um, it means if you don't see something or if you stop seeing something you actually forget that it exists um, and as usual out of sight dot, 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 invisible English is enough <laughs> if you if you want to feel a bit more uh, adventurous and experimental um, or just use the full one that's always fine too out of sight out of mind or go the other way and uh, just say well you know what they say and everyone will go, yes, 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 what they say, yes, we know what they say. Mm. Anyway, yeah, here's an example. Okay, Vess, I just got an email from the company. It looks like we didn't pay our electricity bill. Oh, yeah, it's because the company stopped sending us the physical bills on paper and started just sending us SMS messages instead. I completely forgot. Ah, out of sight. English proverb number eight. Don't cry over spilt milk. Regret. It's such a useless emotion. You spend hours cooking a meal. You're right at the end when you're taking it out of the oven, the perfect dish, then you drop it. All of it, all over the floor. You can't eat it. You've made a mess of the kitchen. You've got nothing to eat now. All that time wasted. It's a horrible feeling. Um, and the most natural reaction is to get angry at yourself for making a mess of the dinner. But is that feeling of regret and anger actually helping you? It's part of being human, sure, but there's no good reason to feel like this. Um, yeah, like if you drop your dinner, you just dropped your dinner. Don't get angry. Don't get sad. 
that's when you can use this idiom. And maybe using this idiom will help you stop getting angry and help you stop getting sad about the, the messy dinner. Just, just go and order some food online. It's fine. So yeah, you can use this phrase. Um, don't cry over spilt milk. Don't cry over spilt milk. Uh, don't be upset. It's happened. There's nothing you can do about it. Um, yeah, don't be regretful or angry after something bad happens, especially if it can't be fixed. If it can't be fixed, there's, you have no power to fix it, then just move on, move on. Yeah, that's what that means. And the cool thing about this one, okay, so most of these proverbs, uh, we can use the first half of the proverb. Um, when in Rome or out of sight. Uh, but in this one, you can actually just say spilt milk. Um, and that's enough. You know, you, you take the object of this of this proverb, the spilt milk, the accident, the mess. Um, so, yeah, you don't need anything in this case. You could just say, ah, spilt milk, spilt milk. All right, here's an example. I see your last investment didn't work out very well, Jim. I lost over $700,000. I'm never going to get that back. Forget it. Spilt milk, spilt milk. Just find another thing to invest in. English proverb number nine. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. If you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Humans are strange. Humans are definitely strange. I mean, yeah, humans, humans are weird. Humans are strange. I sometimes think about how strange it is that as humans, we're so independent, but at the same time, we're so organized, right? Like, it's good to be independent and get things done by yourself. It's satisfying and there's like a feeling of achievement and personal, personal achievement. Um, but yeah, we still need each other. We're still very, very connected. We couldn't do most of the things we do without helping each other. And what's our system for this? How do we help each other? How do we, how do, we do this with the this, this sort of humans being independent but also social at the same time? Well, usually, for example, I help one of my friends and then on another day, they will help me. You know, the helping friends system. Um, you, you help your friend out one day, they help you out another day, your friend helps you out one day, you owe them one, you know, the helping friends system. And yeah, that's when this proverb uh, comes in handy. Um, it means, you know, I'll help you if you help me. Or, you know, you've just helped me because I helped you and that's the situation we're in. Um, we're in the helping friends system. Yeah, that's what it means. It means we're in the helping friends system. Um, yeah, so again, you can just use the first half. I'll scratch your back. That's quite good, especially if you're sort of um, trying to convince someone or you're making a deal with someone, you know, like, um, I'll look after your kids on Thursday if you help me with the gardening on Sunday, for example, the helping friends system. And, you know, if, if you come to an agreement about that, about the kids in the garden, then you can just summarize it by saying, yes, well, I'll scratch your back. Um, yes, uh, useful, useful proverb. I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine. And it means I'll help you if you help me. Uh, and yeah, of course, as always, you can always just say, well, you know what they say. Here's an example. 
It's a bit of a problem, actually. Yeah? Yeah, my partner and I really want to go and check out this band on Thursday, but no one can look after the kids. Oh, really? Uh, my partner and I want to go to the theatre on Friday. How about we look after your kids on Thursday? Aha, uh -huh, and we can look after your kids on Friday. Ah, I'll scratch your back. By the way, you can also use this proverb in a negative way. Uh, we use it sometimes to describe how politicians and businessmen and bankers help each other out. Um, when I hear about politicians helping each other out, I don't get filled with enthusiasm and, and positivity. Usually, they're doing something illegal or unethical or evil and need to protect each other. Uh, protect each other from us and the angry public. Uh, yeah, so I'll scratch your back is also something we, we get in these sort of behind the scenes at Parliament kind of stuff. Shady deals, dodgy businessmen, that kind of thing too. English proverb number 10. Great minds think alike. So this podcast episode is actually based on a blog post I wrote ages ago, right at the beginning of Clark and Miller. Um, I'm just scrolling up for the day. 2017. 2017. Um, my God, that feels like an age ago. But yeah, so I wrote this uh, blog post and uh, now it's being adapted into a podcast episode. And when I wrote this blog post, I actually wrote it, um, one of them, it's based on two blog posts, uh, because I had a chat uh, with one of our readers uh, called Daniel. And Daniel uh, actually requested that I wrote another blog post about Proverbs, a second blog post about Proverbs. Um, and yeah, it was kind of an interesting coincidence because Daniel asked me, he, he said something like, hey, um, I really enjoyed your first blog post about Proverbs. Will you write another one? And that was, it, that was just one day after I had updated my blog post schedule to include the post about Proverbs. So I'd already planned to do it when Daniel asked me to do it. Uh, so, you know, obviously he's a smart guy. I'm a smart guy. He thinks like me. We both think in the same way. We both wanted that second Proverbs post. Um, yeah, uh, two smart people getting the same idea at the same time. And that is when we can use this proverb. Great minds think alike. Daniel has a great mind. I have a great mind, I guess. I don't know if that's true, but we still use this proverb because it's quite ironic anyway, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, what does it mean? It means that smart people have the same ideas. That's it, it's quite simple really. Smart people have the same ideas, often at the same time. Um, and as usual, we can cut off the second half of this proverb and most people will understand. So in the right context, you can say something like, yes, yes, great minds, great minds, mm. Or just go one step further and use that phrase, well, you know what they say. Mm. Yeah, and uh, here's an example. And we still have to see all these people. Yeah, so much work. And it's 5 p.m. already. Uh, yeah. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I don't know. What are you thinking? Well, we could just go home and do all this on Monday. That's what I was thinking. Great minds. And that's it. That's our 10 must-know proverbs. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed all of them. And I hope if these are new for you, 
that uh, you take away, you know, two or three. I, you, you've just heard 10 proverbs. Don't, don't try and learn all of them. That would be madness. Just, just take two or three that you like and, and just keep them. The other ones you'll hear in the future, and you'll probably pick them up over time. But yeah, activate, you know, one or two or three that you really like from this uh, from this episode and try to use them in, in, in everyday conversation. And if you can't remember one, that's OK. You know what to say. You just need to say, well, you know what they say. And on that note, on that happy note, on this rainy day, this rainy Sunday in an attic apartment in Eastern Europe somewhere, uh, I will I will say goodbye and say, well, you know what they say. Yes, okay, brilliant. Let's finish with a bonus uh, proverb. Um, we're at the end. Everything went very well. We're all doing great. So we can just say, all's well that ends well. All's well that ends well. And I will talk at you next time. Until then, ciao for now. <laughs>